Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you now tuned into episode what is this 94 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes? Let me make sure this is episode 94. Hold on, give me just a second. No, this is episode 93. I am tripping and I'm getting ahead of myself here. A uh, little bit late in the week. Uh, push week has gotten me a little bit busy because of this holiday. You know, it's the last summer holiday before we go into uh fall or whatever you want to call it with labor day so i've been putting in you know damn near 60 hours at the uh at the first plantation but i'm back to the second plantation and we just gonna make it rock and do what it do it's kind of tough working you know uh six ten hour days and things like that and i think it might even be over 60 hours i've been working but you know i'm here i'm rocking with my family and uh thank y'all for being patient with me okay um let's see here first things first we need to just uh say rest in peace to dick gregory um i didn't get a chance to say that uh may he rest in power rest in peace and then a uh, shout out to the brother uh dark black one uh he has a podcast titled the dark black one podcast and that's dark black one podcast so dark black one is all one word uh check that out on soundcloud um i love to hear folks branch out you know control the narrative you know podcasting is the new media it's the new wave um you know i know there's youtube stars making money and things like that but the thing with uh podcast is we're living in the times where people do a bunch of stuff multitasking and things like that so you can just have a podcast playing you know through your bluetooth speakers all through your home you know via bluetooth or you could just have a wireless headset on you know mopping the floors and things like that and got your phone in another room or something of that extent you just vibing out listening and soaking up some game so my advice to everybody out here who's getting jumping into this podcast game um just keep doing it keep grinding and stay consistent and it will pay off um you know and just uh promote the hell out of your stuff i i I need to be better at that but i'm comfortable with the people who do listen to my show but for everybody who do listen you know tell a friend uh have that friend tell some friends and then have all those friends tell their communities about the podcast okay so let's see uh where do, where do we start off yet and so first off we gotta um start off uh with prayers to houston uh because of hurricane harvey um it just is is tough watching that situation is it feels similar to katrina we got another goofy ass president in the house who's clueless first lady is clueless by rocking stilettos and shit like that but i just want the people to stay strong um 
And for all my listeners, you know, just be weary of donating money to different GoFundMes and things like that. Do some research into the sources. And, uh, you know, us over here at Do-Rags and Boat Shoes, it ain't too many of us, but uh, there was the brother Lee uh, Merritt, the um, the attorney who's rep- representing Jordan Edwards. Um, Jordan Edwards was the young man who got killed by police uh, when he was at a house party in the suburbs and they were driving off when the police showed up and the cop just opened fire uh, towards, uh, at the vehicle when the vehicle was actually driving away from him. It wasn't driving towards him at all. And Lee Merritt is representing that family. He has a law firm down there in Texas. So he put together a wish list and, uh, you know, uh, Amazon wish list. It actually the list was actually put together by the people um, who are affected by Hurricane Harvey. And so he's loading up trucks to get stuff down there uh, to the people. You know, the uh, whatever you bought on the list was uh, went straight to his law firm and he got that loaded up in the truck. So we bought some feminine hygiene products and uh, some toothbrushes for the folks down there. And, uh, you know, just that I, I like to do that more than donate money. Uh, NPR uh, ran a story on their uh, and they posted it all over their social media talking about uh, that one of the higher ups of the Red Cross does not know how much of that money all that money that's being donated by uh, stars who are you know was challenged by Kevin Hart which is a great thing to call out celebrities and things like that to donate money uh, to call them out on the bullshit because so many times you can be flashy and doing all this nonsense on uh, social media and you know it's, it's good to you know help folks and things like that and um you know it's a lot of people donating to the red cross and uh people in hurricane who suffered from hurricane katrina was talking about uh they really didn't like they sent down a few flats of water and some blankets and people donated millions of dollars to the red cross for that and a lot of time that money just goes towards administration fees and it's divvied out uh to different causes and things of that sorts and um you know, I like to see when people actually, you know, put stuff together, like to actually you just buy something for the people directly hands on, as opposed to doing something like that, donate money to the Red Cross. So uh, just shout out to that brother Lee, uh, Lee uh, Merritt for doing that real stand-up dude. I follow him on Twitter and, uh, you know, Sean King backed him and, you know, um, I've donated numerous times to uh, different causes that Sean King had going on, you know, for victims of police violence and things of that sort. And it looks like that brother is out there working on his own now. He's not with, uh, was it the New York Daily Mail or Daily News or something like that? He's working kind of on his own and he uh, ran an expose on the NYPD and how they're uh, targeting specifically targeting black and brown folks like we know that us black and brown folks but just the way that he's putting together these uh different exposés is pretty deep and uh they're they're pretty wordy but uh they're they're intriguing and uh you'll learn a thing or two about corrupt tactics from the uh, police department so shout out to that brother fighting a good fight and actually using his platform like that um so yeah, so that's first things first, but uh, let's go ahead and get started on that good old Summer Jam screen, and uh, 
let's see what sticks on there okay all right let's see let's see, just see what's going on here uh give me just a damn second here let me get my show notes out so y'all just bear with me um here we go so um so i was on snapchat and uh i saw something a couple weeks back uh from a, from a friend of mine i ain't gonna put her name on blast um so she posted a snap of uh some paperwork she got from a law firm about a settlement from uh, via the nebraska medical center so the nebraska medical center is actually paying out two thousand dollars a little bit over two thousand dollars and they're hiring cnas due to a settlement agreement from uh that stems back from 2007 june of 2007 to july of 2008 of discrimination practices against black folks so uh let me uh let me read to y'all a little bit of this okay so it says uh the U.S. Department of Labor's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, the OFCCP, conducted a review of the Nebraska Medical Center's hiring practices during July 1st of 2007 through uh, and June 30th of 2008. And uh, basically, it says that black applicants who applied and were not hired for the patient care technicians, which is essentially a CNA, uh, at the Nebraska Medical Center location between July 1st and 2007 and June 30th, 2008 are covered by this settlement. So basically, there's discrimination practices going on by the, uh, by the Nebraska Medical Center. Um, so the, if, you're, if you filed, you know, if you filled out an application during that time period between July of 07 and June of 2008, you know, you're eligible to receive a payment of at least, this is at least, the very least, $2,000 and $2,007, which is wild, right? And so uh, then also the Nebraska Medical Center will be making job offers for the CNA positions to some of the people you know receiving this notification so you know if you want more information you can uh contact a woman named uh, Catherine wang with the u.s department of labor at uh, area code 314-539-6385 or via email at uh wang.catherine at dol.gov that's h-w-a-n-g dot catherine at dol.gov you can also visit the u.s department of labor website about this case at uh, www.dol.gov forward slash ofccp slash cml forward slash cml so uh that's wild ain't it so they must have uh, had some racist ass person working in a uh, bigoted ass person working in uh, HR or something to discriminate about that. And that's kind of crazy that you at least going to get two racks. That's at the very least. So some people going to get broke off some change, which is wild. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else is going on here. Uh, your man's uh, the President Chump 45, the Orange Julius Caesar, the Cheeto in chief uh man uh i don't know what the fox says but uh let's see here chef our uh joe arpaio was pardoned by the president um we knew that was going to happen because he spoke out at that fucking rally in uh phoenix and i don't know why the fuck the president isn't doing his job and he's going around the fucking country holding fucking rallies like he's still running for president 
like my g you got the you got the fucking job now do your fucking job i just feel like they have him running around doing these rallies to just kind of um keep his ego stroked while uh, uh vice president pence you know actually handles the real business and he does like all these uh while president chump does all this uh you know this symbolic bullshit but he did pardon sheriff joe arpaio who was a sheriff in arizona and um because this man was actually convicted of criminal contempt for violating a 2011 court order in regards to racial profiling um, he was detaining people based on skin color without any reasonable suspicion besides their skin color. So he was stopping a lot of Hispanic folks, Latino folks, Latinx folks, Latina, Latino uh, people, a lot of brown folks thinking that they were here illegally. And, uh, you know, court order came down. It was like, hey, that's racial discrimination. You can't do that. And he just kept on doing it. He just went on and just kept fucking doing it and giving a green light to his uh, his deputies to do it. And Sheriff Joe made news headlines before because he runs a uh, jail called Tent City. He was running it out of uh, Arizona and it will get up to about 115 degrees outside. And this was nothing but tents uh, having the inmates in outside and they were suffering. And he also made the inmates wear um, pink panties. Well, not panties, but pink underwear and pink flip-flops because he said there was a theft issue, which is some bullshit. A woman uh, also gave birth shackle to her bed in one of his jails. So uh, this man just done had it out for, uh, you know, brown folks uh, for God knows how long. And uh, you know what was what's crazy about this is... Um, Hispanic folks actually showed up and showed out at the polls because Sheriff Joe been winning uh, for decades, uh, you know, winning his reelections and things like that up until this past election when they saw the fuck shit that he was doing. And so basically all these uh, brown folks, Hispanic folks, Latin, ex, Latino, Latina folks got together um got all the people who were registered to vote uh, it was like 150,000 new voters of hispanic descent uh who showed up to the polls and got him up out the paint and now with him pardoned he's thinking about trying to run again so uh you know i will say to the brown folks out there in arizona you just have to organize and we'll stay organized and stay on stay on code with each other because there are a lot of brown coons out there as we didn't seen before when i told y'all that story of that uh that coon ass uh hispanic uh pastor who got detained by ice and he was wondering why president trump came after him even though he was here illegally and he told his daughters to vote for trump and he you know was all about building that wall and keeping the thugs from mexico from coming up here so there are some hispanic coons out there um so speaking of coons what is going on with your man george foreman he was defending donald trump uh shunning kevin durant and uh colin kaepernick and uh you know what's crazy about this i was looking up old clips of uh you know uh, donald trump and uh george foreman just doing a youtube search and actually earlier this year george foreman was actually on fox and friends or some fox show in february and they were asking him you know how do he feel about the win and all this other stuff you know just kind of vetting him and making sure he's a good coon and um 
you know, he was talking about how uh, he, he made a little joke about, they were saying, has he talked to the president? He's like, no, I don't think he's returning calls or something like that. And they were like, oh, I think he'll return your calls. He, and then he was like, you think so? Because I want to get in that White House. I'm getting that kitchen. I want to eat some food. I want to eat that food. And, you know, just his eyes just got big and he just he got beady eyes, but he was just up there bucking them little beady eyes and being all extra animated. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Because him speaking out against Kevin Durant, even though I don't fuck with Kevin Durant like that um, on an integrity level, just by him leaving OKC to go to fucking to beat join the team that beat him in the playoffs is some sucker shit but anyways he joined some fucking some other olympians just to beat lebron james and kyrie irving but anyway um kyrie is in boston now which is i don't know what that nigga was thinking because this was another guaranteed trip to the finals for him and he could have showed up and showed out but anyways so he was speaking out against kevin durant in this article about how the warriors really wasn't gonna go to the white house visit you know to meet president chump uh the cheeto in chief because they didn't agree you know with what a lot on his stance on a lot of things and rightfully so and so george foreman he is out here thankful and grateful because somehow donald trump uh fronted him some money or uh through invested some money into the fight that he had in uh 91 or 92 i think against holyfield uh, against evander holyfield and he so he's so grateful for that because he was bankrupt didn't know how to manage his money and things of that sort so this was essentially him getting that proverbial repaying for getting that proverbial butter biscuit you know what I'm saying? So that's and it was it's sad. It was just sad to just read that. And then just go look at that clip. Just type in George Foreman and Donald Trump on YouTube and just look at this grown ass man get excited about White House food and being invited into the White House. And it's just like he's just like a grown baby. That's what the fuck it looks like out here. And then your man's Jim Brown still out here being reckless, still talking greasy uh about kaepernick and uh you know i've been told y'all that he was talking talking greasy and uh talking slick shit way back probably about i don't know maybe 10 episodes ago it might have even been an episode back in the 70s uh and in in there or even in the 60s when i was watching that open court because i was like yo my man's looking funny in the light and uh kenny shout out to kenny uh kenny smith who's on uh you know nba tv and on tnt nba on tnt he was the only one that was holding it down you know you had sir charles barkley you know being sir coon sir charles coon barkley and he have shaq shaq just be on that fence but he be leaning hard over there on that coon side though you know and it, it and it just amazes me when black folks get money when they come from the the gutter and they get money and then they start talking about this bootstrap logic shit and things like that it's just like like negro you're real you're you're really out here being a plantation slave but uh, uh, uh millions of dollars you know thrown your way because of your physicality not what's up here in your mental but what you can physically do and entertain folks you know on the court that's how you made your money and that's you pulling yourself up by your bootstraps it's like come on man like they just have that bootstrap not that that just that theory of 
you can just pull yourself up and racism doesn't exist because white folks love me because I'm on TV selling them gold bond and dancing and doing a shimmy and, you know, pursing my lips and buck, bucking my eyes with this gold bond spray. So, but Jim Brown, he's been looking funny in the light since then. Um, and it continues to show just with more articles coming out and things of that sort. Um, and it's just shameful. It's hurtful. It's shameful to see somebody fall from grace like that. Um, but on another note, uh, y'all see that Stormfront has been shut down by its web host. I think that uh, people are these uh, these uh, white supremacists uh, are out here trying to find a back doorway to get to that site. They were trying to find like a Russian web host to host the site and things like that. And Stormfront has been up since the fucking early 90s. You know, being, you know, a message board, just posting just nigga this, nigga that, kill a nigga, die nigga, and, you know, just, you know, kill a mud shark, uh, fuck these sand niggas, and, you know, everything, and, you know, just, you know, just nothing but just bullshit, you know, and this should have been shut down, and I'm just trying to figure out what took so fucking long, but I guess just the events of Charlottesville, is what caused that to be shut down um so we'll see what happens uh they still getting together on like sites like reddit and 4chan and things like that and still i mean you this ain't even cutting off the head of it you know we have to get to the systemic issue and then the lies that all these white supremacists have been told since birth you know that gives them this feeling that all other people who don't look like them are not worthy you know we gotta it starts at a systemic level we have to dismantle this system of white supremacy and replace it with a system of justice that's all it is that's what it boils down to and speaking of uh white supremacist websites and things like that there was a police chief in oklahoma who had to step down due to his name being linked to a nazi punk band websites and he was trying to claim that someone else has been using his name for years on these sites but when they asked him on the tv the, the the tv reporter asked him you know investigative reporter asked him if he was sued he responded i wish i could so that's you out here being like that this was nothing but another player in the invisible empire exposed and what the invisible empire is if you do not know this was uh you know after the clan was running around here in the 20s and the 30s and terrorizing shit it, it started to morph and it started and this is when white supremacy started getting refined and they really started infiltrating uh law enforcement and the so-called justice system and all forms of government these they took off the hoods and started putting on judges robes and badges and things of that sort and we've seen that happen when that uh cop in uh was it georgia that he recently got fired he pulled over a, a drunk white woman and he was talking about we only kill black people remember uh you know on you know i think he was trying to somewhat joke but the ir irony is he got fired for saying we only kill black folks but when you really kill a black person you get paid vacation and you get all your back wages that's odd ain't it america is backwards as fuck then your man's uh sheriff clark resigned and uh i'm just trying to figure out what's what's the next step is he going to join the trump administration to continue his war on the poor and people of color specifically black folks so i'm just trying to figure that out 
because I, I can't really start clapping and woohooing yet, you know, to see that this man step down. You know, this is, I, I feel like he's about to get a job somewhere the fuck else. And then I wanted to touch on, like, last week's episode was all about Charlottesville and, uh, you know, things that white folks could do, non-racist white folks could do, you know, to help to uh, change this system of white supremacy into a system of justice. And then I got to uh, actually kind of reading about this brother named uh, Wes, uh, the vice mayor of uh, Charlottesville, and he's on the city council. Um, let me see. Let me pull this up real quick. Uh, Wes Bellamy. So he's the vice mayor, and he's a, the only black person in Charlottesville that's you know on a city in, on the government at I think any level probably uh, in Charlottesville, but. I didn't know that this brother had like some kind of like equity package that he ended up having passed. Now he led the charge, well he started the charge as far as uh, getting that Confederate monument taken down. But I'm I'm starting to see like he had about four million dollars allocated to the hood and what he called an equity package. And I'm trying to figure out was that the real reason that these white supremacists had this uh unite the right rally in charlottesville so check this out so this brother he managed to uh find some earmarked funds well basically going through the budget and he seen that there was just all this leftover cash that really was being wasteful and being spent on bullshit right and so he managed to earmark about four million dollars and he had about nine hundred fifty thousand of that to go to an african-american heritage center which is sort of like an art gallery uh slash rec center kind of a place for the community to go and uh you know gain some culture and things of that sort and people can host events there right and then and then one he had about 250k uh to go, to go to one of the parks in the community and then he had about two and a half million dollars going to the uh redevelopment of some uh public housing and then he uh, set aside some more money uh for anyone who lives in that public housing to get uh free ged training and then on top of that they'll pay for them getting the testing and things of that sort so they can get their ged and then he has some more money set aside um, for anyone who lives 80% below the annual median income as well as public housing to have scholarships of sorts to go to their local community college. So I'm trying to figure out, was it really about that statue or was it about this equity package that this brother done put together? Because it always, you know, white folks can sniff out some money you know what i'm saying specifically if it's going towards a group that's not theirs you know not like if it's not going towards a white woman or gay white man or you know to everybody you know it's, it's an equality you know package going out this was actually an equity package and he says that equity is different from equality because equity is actually giving somebody everything that they need to be on a level playing field while equality is basically like dr claude anderson says if this white person has five hundred dollars and i got two dollars 
and the government comes along and then just starts handing everybody a dollar it's like oh here you go you got 501 dollars and then here you go you got three dollars and it's like it's still unequal so equity is raising that person up to uh you know even that playing field so i'm trying to see is that was that really it that all them them bigots showed up under the guise of oh they're going to take down this statue but when it's really this uh this black politician is trying to give money back to his own people it's a little funny and it? it's just something to think about but i want y'all to look up this uh equity package that this brother did um you can read about it on democracy now um and just read about this brother west bellamy um he uh he's only like 30 years old but he's doing a lot of good things for the the, the poor folks and the black folks in charlottesville so that's just that's just really got my gears turning but i've been spending too much time on the summer jam screen so hove what you got to say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right so selling hope like dope uh first things first i guess we'll talk about crossroads mall that's a mall for those who for my out of town listeners i got quite a few people who listen out on the east coast so shout out to y'all shout out to the west side i got a few people out there listening and um it's mainly east coasters if it ain't people from uh from black omaha and omaha nebraska um it's folks out on the east side so that's kind of cool so i appreciate that and then once in the blue i'll have some people listening and then say like the uk or some shit like that like looking at my uh demographics and things like that so shout out to my people across the pond but uh anyways uh so crossroads mall is a mall a dying mall here and there's a lot of dying malls across the united states just due to things like amazon and you know uh you know just how you can buy shit online but anyways this mall has been dying for well over a decade and uh some developers are who uh did the uh the uh legends outlet mall and who did the gretna outlet mall the legends outlet mall in kansas city and the gretna outlet mall here in uh nebraska so they're uh they're the developers are trying to get something started here at uh, at 72nd and dodge streets uh crossroads mall and uh because the only thing there right now is a target a sears and a barnes and noble and then you go inside you can't even go up to the upper levels like inside is like all these little rinky dink shops you know that people didn't set up and things like that little small businesses little dusty businesses uh the nail spot still be going strong though uh, people be getting their nails done and shit like that but anyways so there were some incentives that the city was offering for these developers and the goddamn developers can't even fill out the paperwork correctly so uh, mayor mean gene took those incentives off the table so we are going to see what's happening because they're supposed to turn this into some kind of cool hip apartments with shopping area and all this other shit but we will see what actually happens um moving on uh we're still in selling hope like dope but uh it looks like uh minnesota is uh selling hope like dope um they the minneapolis is they're getting his first black police chief madaria arredondo in the wake of the justine damon shooting so this is just another symbolic uh thing to show that that uh the police is progressive and all this other bullshit up there um why is it it is it's odd when a white person gets killed specifically a white woman gets killed we start seeing all these changes happen 
happening. You look at what's happening in Charlottesville with the death of Heather Heyer, may she rest in peace. And you just seeing that uh, so many people are denouncing white extremists and white supremacy and all this other stuff. And then you see what happened up in uh, Minneapolis with uh, Justine Damon getting killed by police. And now it's all this, the, the police chief then, then was forced to resign and they got a new chief and all this other shit. It's just real odd, ain't it? You know, uh, but black folks been hooting and hollering for centuries decades years upon years about you know the mistreatment of of us in the americas specifically north america and uh, nah them niggas tripping every 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 new decade all oh, them niggas still tripping them niggas playing the race card if we're playing the goddamn race card in the house but the house always wins so how are we playing the race card and the house always wins like help me out the house always fucking wins and the house is fucking white supremacy racism white supremacy that's the system it's a it's a systemic issue but this system is it gets to the point well, it's starting to harm its own people. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, yeah, so they got a black police chief up there now. More symbolic victories, whatever you want to say. Um, I guess we can talk about your man, uh, Joel Osteen. Osteen, uh, this man. I used to rock with Joel, too, until I found out he was a Trump supporter. Uh, was it about a year and a half ago when he was exposed as being a Trump supporter? Uh, I used to subscribe to his podcast and his app, um, just getting positive affirmations and things of that sorts. And uh, yeah, it came out, he started fucking with Trump. And I was like, whoa, my man's is looking funny in the light. So I am not going to give him a chance to burn me. Right. So I deleted the app, unsubscribed to the podcast. Um, and uh, it, it was very surprising to see his uh, delayed calling from the lord to help the people in his own city uh, i'll just put it that way so he basically sent out a tweet about how him and his wife are praying from their multi-million dollar mansion and uh how the church is flooded and can't nobody get there and people was exposing them left and right on facebook there was videos going around left and right of people actually being able to drive and get there and walking up to the church and like oh it's dry in here dry in here dry in here uh there was a basement flooded the basement was flooded a little bit um and yeah it took what about six days about five to six days for him to actually come around and open the doors and this used to be the old uh houston rockets uh i think practice facility or it might have actually been the arena where they played at um that turned into a church and it holds about uh 16,000 people and that's wild ain't it this man's church holds 16,000 people when joel took over this church uh he had a few that from his dad he had a few thousand members and now the membership has just skyrocketed through the roof and i'm seeing reports i don't know how true this is but they're talking about they're looking they're checking to see if uh, members are uh these people are members to the church who are uh, staying here uh, at that uh, coliseum or that arena whatever you want to call it and uh you know i think they're trying to recruit more folks or something to that extent and i heard something about a collection plate was being passed around i'm just like yeah yeah i hope that ain't true 
And then, you know, what's funny is when uh, you see him doing these interviews and stuff and he just looks so uncomfortable. He looks so uncomfortable, like giving these interviews and shit like that. Like it is that like the Joel Osteen situation is the epitome of why I created selling hope like dope. There's this whole segment. That's what it looks like, because that's what that man does. He's a hope pusher. That's what it is. It's just about feeling warm and fuzzy inside and then taking that big old bag of money about the community that he serves. You know, that's that is the epitome. If you if you if if the phrase selling hope like dope was anywhere in a thesaurus, a dictionary, um, a textbook, it would it would be in bold print. And then it would have a picture next uh, of Joel Osteen showing all 32 teeth. That's that's what it would be, because that is the definition. It is just shame on him, shame on him for not being more Christ-like. That's just weird, right? And it's in a shout out to I forgot the guy's name, but there's a guy down there in Houston who has a furniture store and he opened his doors right away, right away. Little kids wet muddy hitting flips on the mattresses flipping on the couches he didn't give two shits he was just happy to have them folks up in there and uh so shout out to him i forgot what's his name uh uh man i i cannot think of it for the life of me and i don't feel like looking at it looking at looking up at looking it up um but yeah shout out to him the mattress king or uh furniture guru something whatever that man's name is down in houston shout out to him because he just got folks all in the showrooms he just bringing folks in left and right off rip and shout out to the uh the different mosque down there they opened the doors right away because joel osteen was trying to say that the city didn't contact him to open their doors the the city the local government ain't gonna ask you to open your doors up at all It'd be like, hey, take these people in and all this other stuff because they don't want to create uh, a situation where there's panic, uh, people fighting to get into certain places and things of that sort. It's like what uh, it's like uh, in the dome down there in New Orleans, which was crazy. Uh, there was like sexual assaults going on, and I think somebody got murdered in that dome, and there's just all kind of assaults going on in there and shit like that. So I think they didn't want to create another environment like that. But I'm still seeing people trying to defend Joel Osteen and his actions. And I'm just like, Ugh, are you that blind of a follower? That's, that's, that, is, that says a lot about you, buddy. And that says a lot about you and yours. But uh, also selling hope like dope. Uh, your girl, uh, Tammy Lauren, uh, she has a job with Fox News. And I told y'all this. Uh, a few episodes ago I feel like I'll be saying that And it just be coming to fruition Maybe I should stop speaking it into the universe But in the wake of all these uh, old white men Being fired from Fox News I told y'all it was never about the victims It's about them getting younger That's what Fox News is about About getting younger So Tammy Lauren is uh, is on one of these Fox shows As a correspondent And this, this is what it was all about This is about getting rid of all these old white men because all these baby boomers are dying off and they're trying to bring in this new alt-right crash crowd these uh new nazis in to watch the programming so that's what it is and you know these young boys uh who are neo-nazis you know love looking at that little that little bimbo blonde dim-witted thing and she gives all these 
these talking points that are pretty much just just bullshit she said something like uh if the mainstream media gets rid of stop talking about the russian thing we'll stop talking about hillary's emails and it's just like okay so you're admitting to just using the the hillary email thing to masquerade and uh hide you know trump's dealing with russia so like, like you're just basically admitting that just like she admitted that she was still on her parents insurance thanks to obamacare when she was trying to down obamacare so yeah it, it like a lot of this stuff it just doesn't make sense like a lot of the talking points doesn't make sense but like i said uh getting back to my original point fox news just wants to get younger go younger and i wouldn't be surprised if you see any of these uh neo-nazi leaders like richard spencer getting their own show or something to that extent you know and uh yeah but that's all it is it's just going getting younger to uh to keep the same bullshit cycle going on but you know we have to us in the resistance we have to uh stay vigilant and stay focused and i know it's tiring but white supremacy doesn't let up so we don't have to let up but um that's all i got for selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on <clears throat> excuse me to hold this l it has to be the ny uh, pd police union and the new york police department uh, police union they released a video not too long ago speaking about blue racism uh this is on the whole other thing of uh blue lives matter taking it to another extreme i don't know how you can be racist against an occupation um this has shown that pretty much that the st at the state and federal level nobody really gives a fuck about black folks now you think about this black folks came out screaming black lives matter and what it means is black lives matter too so it means our lives also matter i don't understand how many times we have to fucking say that it's not saying only black lives matter our lives only matter and then you looked at uh, Charlottesville, how they flipped it. They were running around screaming, white lives matter. And we know that the, this whole system is built to benefit white folks. It, it just is uh, systemically, culturally. I mean, whatever you want to, however you want to put it, it benefits you to the most, you know, to the highest degree. When you think about the American dream, it works wonderfully for white people, specifically white men and so you have this situation where they're trying to say an occupation is a race now saying that you know they're experiencing blue racism and that, that is the silliest shit i ever heard of so we could just go around like how these uh right wingers and these uh white supremacists and these bigots and these uh people running around with a white inferiority complex screaming at the top of their lungs that black lives matter is a terrorist group well what if we start running around screaming that blue lives matter is a terrorist group what if we just started saying that you know what if we started saying all lives matter is a terrorist group and we see with uh these changes coming towards the border that all lives do not matter and it was just meant to shut black folks up to drown our voices out so this is just the silliest shit i've ever heard of um i want my people out here to keep on resisting and keep fighting the good fight 
um, I don't give a fuck how much alleges, how much blue lies legislation is passed about hate crimes against cops and things like that. Cops are killed at a very low rate, very, very low. Now, black men are being out here slaughtered, you know, in the hundreds per year. And with this occupation, being a cop, you know what's coming with it. You know, you know what kind of dangers is coming with it. But you're only a cop for a few hours out the day. Black folks are black 24-7, 365. You see what I'm saying? We are born into this. You weren't born being a fucking cop. This is an occupation that you chose. And now that you're uh, now that the communities of all colors are trying are starting to hold you accountable for your misdeeds and shit like that. You want to come out here whining, talking about blue racism. Fuck out of here and hold this L. We got a, a double L uh, uh, nominee right here or contestant or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, let's talk about your man's Joshua Witt. Okay, this is a man that claims a black Antifa member, anti-fascist member, stabbed him because of, because of his haircut, his uh, skin tight fade. So, 26-year-old Joshua Witt lied and said a black man stabbed him in the parking lot of a steak and shake due to his military haircut. Then, after police questioned him, his story wasn't adding up. He was looking funny in the light under that hot light from investigators slash detectives. So they pulled surveillance footage from the parking lot and a nearby sporting goods store where Joshua Witt's dumbass purchased a knife. Now, what a lot of news outlets don't say about this story or not telling us is that the police actually found a man that fit the uh, false description by Joshua Witt, but they let the man go. Uh, he was a transient, a homeless brother. So Josh is claiming he made up the story because he didn't know if the VA, if his VA insurance would cover his self-inflicted wound. So this man went to the sporting goods store, was in the parking lot trying to open up the knife and fucked around and cut himself. And he had blood spilling everywhere. And this man has the audacity to just lie and said that a black man, a black Antifa member stabbed him. So if that that's like that's just white privilege at his like highest form. Just to go and be like, oh, well, I don't know if my insurance is going to cover this. Let me blame a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Just to have that thought process and to blame it on Antifa, which is an anti-fascist group that's out here beating the shit out of these fucking Nazis. And what does that say about you? You're you're supposed to be out here protecting your country. You're a, you're a vet. And what's what the fuck is in your heart? You don't bleed red, white and blue you believe in fascism you want to be on the side of white supremacy that's why i tell people don't fall for the whole uh patriotism thing coming from white supremacists because they'll disguise it all the time i mean we've seen it with the conor mcgregor fight how many white folks just showed up waving around that irish flag and they ain't even root for the hometown hero which is odd right and i've seen so many uh white women who uh fucking black dudes out here talking about irish pride and shit like that just scrolling through my twitter and scrolling through my facebook i deleted all of them off my facebook because i didn't even know they rolled like that but um <clears throat> anyways this is a situation where it's just like wow like you went you defended this country you might have saw some action in the middle east but you probably only signed up to harm the darker peoples of the world that's probably the only reason that you did this and so your dumbass was opening up a fucking um 
this knife from a sporting goods store and you cut yourself and you think okay who's being vilified in this country black folks but on top of that he's a black antifa member you know this is how a lot of people got hurt you know in this climate you can't play with people's lives like that i mean you had emmett till who was murdered because of a lie back in 1955 and that was 62 years ago almost to this day then back in 1944 you had george stinney jr who was lied on and accused of murdering two little white girls and he got the electric chair and he was only 14 when they executed him and then uh, what was it about three years ago two three years ago uh the supreme court or some kind of high court order reversed the decision i'm like my man's is already dead and in the ground and here you are you know fucking 70 years later and you're like oh he's pardoned now he didn't commit the crime like what the fuck like this is just so fucking disgusting so uh joshua witt you gotta hold this l and my brothers out here if you fucking around with some white woman and she was rooting for conor mcgregor you know claiming irish pride and all this other shit and she ain't got a drop of irish in her you need to drop her because you know why she was rooting against floyd mayweather you know exactly why she put her race first over anything so brothers out here uh dating these uh low-key white supremacists hold this l joshua witt hold this l and if you believe in blue lives matter or you participate in that shit hold this l also you win perfect all right not all heroes wear capes and it has to be everybody who's donated money uh supplies and uh the first responders and everybody from the coast guard to the national guard down there helping folks and um yeah just everybody who's doing their part to help the victims of hurricane harvey it looks like there's another hurricane uh out east um creeping up towards uh florida and they also hitting those uh islands just south of florida um so you know i just say buckle down be safe and uh you know kind of learn from the mistakes of those uh people from hurricane harvey um just stock up on supplies uh just water canned goods that's the main thing water and canned goods and have you a can opener and have you a pistol too because uh, what you're seeing is a lot of these uh, militia groups going down there and trying to stop, quote unquote, looters and things like that. They just want to shoot some darker folks. That's all they want to do. These are uh, white militia groups. They want to go down there under the guise of protecting small businesses and uh, fellow homeowners and the fellow homeowners that they want to protect are those that look just like them and they just want to go out there hunting and shooting dark folks that's all that it is uh they were doing that during hurricane katrina and they're trying to do it down there in hurricane harvey i just seen fox news bigging up some group that's down there armed and running around trying to pretend that they're uh helping folks and protecting businesses but what they really want to do because really there's hard there's not uh, a way to track evidence you know unless there's like you know a, a fingerprint on the on the bullet um not the bullet casing but the actual bullet you know when you're loading it up and you push the head into the clip um and it's just hard to have some real solid forensic evidence so you're essentially just getting away with murder down there so they're down there uh i seen a gofundme the brother Tariq nasheed posted up uh that the proud boys which is a, a nazi group uh, wants to go down and quote unquote help and all they want to do is go down there armed and shooting at folks and playing you know cowboys that's all they want to fucking do 
So I'm going to say to my folks who are getting ready to deal with uh, Hurricane Irma is just, you know, be armed, stay vigilant, get your supplies and just hunker down. Okay, and make sure you have, you know, uh, one of those power banks to charge your phone and things of that sort. And, uh, you know, just stay safe down there. And then also a special shout out to the rapper Trey the Truth. Uh, Trey ABN uh, this brother was out there on a boat getting the folks saving folks and uh, he actually uh, went down to the jail the local jail and got those brothers and sisters down there uh, food and water so just shout out to him shout out to the first responders and uh, everybody that's helping any way that they can you know if you don't have any money or uh, you know to donate uh, or donate supplies you know via an Amazon wish list uh, look in your closet for some old clothes and uh, see where you can drop them off uh, just Google there's different uh, relief sites and uh, different places you know like uh, thrift centers uh, churches in your town they should be uh, getting some trucks loaded up to help those folks down there in Hurricane Harvey victims just down there in Texas to help them folks out so get some of them old ass clothes about your closet out your garage out your attic and uh, wash them first please nobody wants some moldy ass pleather jacket from thriller you know wash it first and then go ahead and send it on down there um, but yeah that's not all hero wears capes all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth and since with the recent passing of baba dick gregory uh, this quote comes from him it's a good one too especially in this political uh, climate it says political promises are much like marriage vows they are made at the beginning of the relationship between candidate and voter but are quickly forgotten so just make sure that uh you treat your vote very valuable uh moving forward and uh, remember who all you voted for. Take a little piece of paper. You know, I know a lot of times uh, during these elections, there's so many names on these ballots and things like that. And just keep track of the candidates that won and then hold their ass to the flame. You know, call their office, you know, if they do something that you don't like or that you don't approve of because your vote got them in the office. And, uh, you know, we really have to be on point as far as holding a politician to the flame that we voted for. And I think that's a mistake that we made with uh, former President Barack Obama. We got him in there both times overwhelmingly. And uh, we we thought him being in there was good enough. And we thought that he would have a good conscience to do something for black folks. I mean, he took the correct steps with my brother's keeper initiative and uh but we needed more and we didn't hold him to the flame and hold him accountable we were just kind of happy to see a brother up in the highest office of the of the land so just kind of keep that thought in mind um coming up with these midterm elections coming up in uh these uh midterms coming up in 2018 and uh just start doing some studying and uh look through all these candidates because right now it's starting to get to the point where we're getting to the end of 2017 so you're starting to see people kind of come out and be more political and all this other shit who want to kind of be forerunners in different races uh across the states so uh just kind of watch them uh see what kind of moves they made in the past and uh you know because a lot of times they might just try to pander to you so that's all that i got for you on this special uh labor day edition of do rags and boat shoes uh we're gonna knock out another episode uh this week to get caught up since we weren't uh with y'all net last week so uh thank you and i love y'all as always one <laughs>